0: To get started, visit plushcare.com weightloss. That's plushcare.com weightloss.
1: And we're back with a little picture. It is a Thursday. Adele has marked the 10th anniversary of her award-winning album 21, but she still isn't giving away anything about when any new music might be released. Keep listening for that information shouted twice as loud at the end of this show.
2: Thanks for right, my intro, Pete. I mean, it's just bizarre, isn't it? I mean, most, most just
1: getting to the it's just getting yeah. to the end of 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 my tether emotionally, mentally. <laughs> I'm just shouting everything just that say, I'm just I can
2: see on my screen. You've made me sound like an absolute penis there because I'm not coming off the back of that. But ninety nine point nine percent of co-hosts in that situation would have no idea what was going on.
1: Exactly. So, look, I'm making you a better co-host, mate. Yeah. One day you might be able to have a three AM slot on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying North, to Norfolk my, Digital. Uh, North Norfolk, Norfolk Digital. I'm making uh, you so course, actually, mate. It,
2: Interestingly enough, Adele live, uh, lived above the pub, which is the second closest pub to where I'm sat right now. So there you go. It,
1: it's, so Hang on. So I, I bring that to the table and then you bring that to the table and I'm in the wrong.
2: Just riffing, mate. Just riffing. Oh, um, this business. is the Luke and Pete show. I'm Luke Moore. He's Pete Donaldson every... Well, twice a week, actually. I was going to say every week, but it's actually Mm. twice a week. We bring you a semi-unplanned slash totally unplanned half an hour of absolute nonsense. Now, Peter, I've been Mm. looking forward to this because I've actually got a a pretty interesting thing that I think you're going to like, okay? Okay. All right, then. Last week, too late for me to bring it into uh, last week's shows, and um, I thought I'd do it today. Last week, I was just idly flicking around the TV Uh, I was supposed to be reading some book, but I got bored of it, so I put the telly Mm. on, and I I did something I never do, right? I flicked on Channel 5, right? i never watch Channel 5 normally. It's just one of those things I never look at. I've never got any TV shows I like, but I was flicking through, and, and I flicked on Channel 5. And it was showing this one of these countdown shows, which All at right. first glance are just a waste of everyone's time. But if you actually give them the time of day, and I'll say this to, to my wife, obviously, who's not natively British, so it's particularly relevant to her. Mm. If you actually give them the time, they tell you more about British culture than anything else, right? right? Do you understand what I mean by that? So, so you can you can read about like you know, big news events or what the royal family have done or football matches or whatever to tell you the story of British life. But actually, these types of shows they are full of things that you never remembered happened, but <laughs> when you get reminded of them, it is actually mental,
1: mm.
2: right? Okay. And so this this particular show was the. Um, It was the top 100, I think. Or was it 100? I can't remember. But anyway, it was basically the worst TV moments of the 90s.
1: Okay, right. Yeah, fair.
2: I would say like 85% of them, I had no idea even happened. (laughs) But they all did happen. And some of them are absolutely mental, right? Do you remember a TV show in the 90s called Ice Warriors? No, I don't. Was
1: it like gladiator? I'm, I'm thinking it's gladiators on ice, maybe. Is that yeah. What you're so it to? was basically
2: right. a weird, almost. It was, but honestly, it was almost like larp on ice, <laughs> crossed with gladiators. So they had all these characters, like they did the gladiators, yeah. but, but they actually spoke and had like backstories and were like, <laughs> you know, like like elves and goblins and stuff. And they Brilliant. had to, all these challenges, like gladiators, these contestants. But they had to do but they had to do them on ice. And so you have this amazing situation where it'd be like, who is next to climb the castle of Greyskull among the, you know, the lightning lords? Mm. And it would be like, Nigel from Barnsley. <laughs> and it would literally he'd be like, All right. <laughs> it, was, it was insane, mate. It was full of these oh, events, I love right? that. Full of these TV shows. I just, I'll briefly give you a couple more. <clears throat> One is um uh, an astonishingly ill-conceived TV concept, which I have no idea how it got to TV, but it did. It's this show called Game of War. I promise you, right. this happened, right? Where what they did is, you know, you have those topographical maps that presumably army generals um, use to move troops around in position to give orders and stuff, right? So they had two of those, and in, mm. in separate rooms. And in each room, you had a recently retired real army general, right? And they would have to compete and do and battle famous battles from throughout history. <laughs> so, that, so so they would get, like, I don't know, fucking General Sir So-and-so, who it was exactly like you imagine, like an old general, and mm. say, for this episode, Nigel, I'm going to use the word Nigel again because they're always called Nigel. Nigel, you are Napoleon, right? <laughs> These are your armies. Here's the battle. Here's the battlefield, and you've got to send your orders through to your troops, and we'll relay them to the other general, who's going to be in this case Nelson. And Nelson, you've got to. And they would play out the war with two old men in um, separate rooms on these maps, and and occasionally one of them would get angry, and that was a show for an hour.
1: That does. An hour. I mean, that does ring a bell. I seen to recall that. It sounds a bit Channel y for me. What do you reckon? Was it, yeah, was it, it kind of had the out? same yeah.
2: aesthetic as the Krypton Factor.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's programming for older men who would also watch Top Gear. What do you reckon?
2: Yeah, massively, but much mm-hmm. more slow-paced, like, and, and <laughs> absolutely zero sense of humour. And, and the final <laughs> one I want to get to, there's loads of these. Like You should look it up. Like, there's loads of them. The final one I want to get to is one of the most cringeworthy TV moments I have ever seen. Right? Do you remember the late Richard Whiteley?
1: Yes, I do. He died when um, everyone was at Glastonbury, one of the Glastonbury okay. di- deaths.
2: Lovely little bit of trivia. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, he used to present Countdown, right? If you're not from mm. the UK, look it up. It's a game, daytime game show It's it, with words and numbers. It's quite culturally significant in the UK. Mm. Um, it's still on now, presented by the guy who used to be one of Alan Sugar's Sidekicks on The Apprentice.
1: Anyway, Donald Trump. Uh, Donald. He's the, and Alan Sugar is the Donald Trump of England.
2: Yeah. <laughs> wow. In a way, on that show. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so basically, Pete. I don't know if you remember, but Richard Whiteley leaves Countdown. It's a big thing, right? Mm. And he's getting lucrative TV offers. And this show he settles on, which actually happened, is a show called Richard Whiteley Unbriefed. Right? <laughs> Again, an astonishingly badly conceived idea. It is a live. It is a live chat show, Pete, right? Where he plays the role of your, you know, your fucking Jimmy Fallon's or whatever, Mm. right? And... (laughs) He was not a charismatic man, was he? He wasn't gifted. He wasn't funny. He couldn't sing. He wasn't good. It gets worse than this, right? He's given a list of guests live, but he's not told who they are in advance, right? So so, he gets given a few clues, and then after a few clues, they come out and he interviews them, right? And... One episode happened where he gets given Paul Whitehouse, you know, the guy from The Fire Show. <laughs> right. He does that gone fishing show, Bob Mortimer at the mm. moment, right? And it becomes like, like crushingly clear that Richard White doesn't know who he is, even when he comes out and he sits in front of him and he has to interview him and he doesn't know anything about him. He's never seen him before. He's never heard of him. It could just be anyone from the crowd. And it is so embarrassing for poor Paul, Paul Whitehouse. And so so when, when they announce that he's got – he who it's going to be, right, because he doesn't get any of the clues. He doesn't know who he is. They say, and it's Paul Whitehouse. And everyone claps because a large fewer audience. (laughs) And Richard Whiteley looks like he's just been told that he's got like a week to live. Right? It it is horrendously bad. Honestly, it's so much fun watching that show. I've never had so much fun watching TV in my entire life. There are loads more of these types of shows I'd never heard of before in quite a chaotic era for the 90s in terms of TV.
1: Oh yeah, I mean there were more channels than ever before. There had to be. There was more cocaine than ever before, yeah. uh, and 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 the, the the just the channels had to be. You had to fill them with something. Uh, and there were some really crazy decisions made. I remember, I couldn't. F- I was trying to explain this uh, to, to to my missus about. Um, remember, Ian Wright uh, did. A, it was like Saturday Night Right or something. He did a Friday program. Friday nights where all right. I remember that. Friday nights all right, and yeah. he and. I I seem to recall there was a contestant on Saturday nights all right uh on on some kind of like game show part of it uh where they they do something and the man lost and he was a terribly bad loser and it becomes very very clear very very quickly that Ian Wright wants to knock this guy's block off because he's an idiot. <laughs> and he's just getting more and more angry, this guy, because he's lost and he thinks it's unfair and he thinks everyone's been cheating behind his back and stuff. And Ian Wright just goes, you're such a bad loser. You're such a bad loser. Like, what's wrong with you? And I've never been able to find that clip again. And it always got repeated on those best... Them?
2: You know, getting confused with Dominic Diamond in games Master? Because that definitely happened on no, games Master. No,
1: no, that that was um, Steve. That yeah, that was Steve. Something the uh, g- the the Games Animal or Rich yeah. Rich something. The Games Animal. Yeah, he's, and he he's had still around. He has leather trousers and a bandana on. Yeah, he's, he's still around doing doing the same thing. Uh, he made an online uh, video game show. Hey, when you uh, when you think about year, it, it, wasn't very good.
2: When you think about it, though, how long? How much longevity is Ian Wright got? What a legend! Like he's still oh, doing national TV now. But he, but he,
1: like I've said it before, I've said it again. Like I love right, I've worked with him myself, and and the fact that I've worked with him will dictate that he will accept any job. And, he, <laughs> and but like- honestly, he never stops working. And I've, I've probably said it before on this show, maybe, maybe said it on the ramble, but he is the, the fact that he has any goodwill for anyone. At any point, the, the the fact that he ever comes across well is testament to how lovely that man is because he works. He 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 turns nothing down. He understands hard work its very core, and he just accepts every job. And he's great. <laughs> and he's and yeah, and, I, and remember. I, rem- I remember sort of doing a doing a job with him, and, and and he was going off to see a mate do some boxing, some you know white collar blue. I forget white collar boxing anyway. Um, doing some boxing, and you know. And he's like, I'm absolutely knackered, Pete. I'm absolutely exhausted. And He was doing a radio show with me, and he was going off to do that. And obviously, like, it, I said, mate, just, 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 just pop in and, and then leave again. And he goes, I can't. I, you know, I got to stick around for my mate and stuff. And um, and so he was going down to to, to see his mate now. You know, difference between me going down and watching a boxing match. No one's stopping me for selfies and, and pictures and stuff like that. Yeah. Like he would have been there for hours just, you know, taking pictures of people, saying hello. And, and, and for everybody, that would be their first experience of being right. I, I, I have a lot of respect for for blocks of his kind of like fame who just fucking work and put themselves out there every day and they just never yeah. stop. He's doing <laughs> it. He's doing it, for,
2: he's doing it for the memory of Mr. Pigdon.
1: Mr. Pigden, exactly, yeah.
2: exactly. Um, I also, and people will say, oh, yeah, but loads of people have like 25-year TV careers. Yeah, Ian yeah, right? that's not even his main job. He had yeah, another I job know. before that.
1: He <laughs> and, was world and, class at and, like that. And, and he wasn't very good at telly when he first started. <laughs> <laughs> and that's you saying
2: that. And that's me saying that. Yeah, yeah, I don't even get near TV, let alone be crap on it. Um so yeah, I, I was yeah. So I was I was just going to finish up by saying that 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 the '90s was a was a mad mad decade for that type of stuff. It just seemed c- like completely chaotic. What it reminded me of is that little period of time that you always talk about when the internet was really unpredictable and a bit like the Wild West. It feels to me <laughs> like TV was a bit like that. I don't know if I told you, but about two or three months ago, I watched an episode of The Big Breakfast on YouTube. Mad, absolutely mad. <laughs> but it's completely alien to anything you see on TV now. Yeah. Well, no, it's, a you... br- it's a brilliant idea, like when you think about it, because what they've done is they've said, okay, most breakfast TV is like quite boring and news based, mm. and either that or it's very safe and it's sofa stuff. And this was like mad, like chaotic, maniacal telly. Uh, you just don't really see it much anymore, really.
1: Right, well, I think that clip that was going around of uh, Rod Hull throwing himself into a chest freezer. Um, oh, yeah, now, a now you're talking. Just the most astonishing. Be- you know, I watch a lot of wrestling. That's the best sell I've seen in ever. It, it, the way that he throws, he throws himself, himself in that chest, it. thing, yeah. it's incredible. He goes 360 into a chest freezer. It's wonderful, and um, and obviously, people are posting the clip of Rod Hull attacking uh, Snoop Dogg, when when everyone was at the top point of his career, where everyone was scared of him as a, as a gangster rapper. Um, yeah, he. Uh, I think he, it was just after his uh, his his bit getting arrested for shooting a man, wasn't it? I
2: seem to yeah, I mean, Snoop Dogg's, Snoop Dogg's transition from. From what he was to what he's now become, it, <laughs> it, what you start to think about is it, absolutely extraordinary. It is extraordinary. <laughs> At that point, it's wasn't like is it, that, is that the clip where he's like you stamping on Emu's neck? <laughs> oh yeah,
1: yeah. He was anyway, knocking on the joke. Enjoyable. Um,
2: let's take a quick break, in which time Pete will chuck himself headfirst into his own freezer and possibly even pull out a frozen sausage. We'll see you in a minute. This week at Sukarnov. On
1: WrestleMe this week, we talked about the worst way to accept a Hall of Fame award. They were just talking, you suck it. You
2: suck and then he pours milk over (laughs) 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 yourself. What is this? (laughs) Pouring milk over yourself is absolutely something that, if you did it once in any scenario, people would never forget (laughs) it. We were just having Christmas dinner and, and, you know, he just poured (laughs) two litres of milk over himself.
1: Or if you're more in the mood for some awkward anecdotes, Alex shared his experience with the cast of a Event Horizon, on this week's Clash of the Titles.
2: We meet Smitty, played by Sean Pertwee, a man who I bumped into in a bar having never interviewed and literally chewed his ear off, trapped him in a corner of a booth where he couldn't actually stand up and get away from me and talk to him incessantly about this film. Later on in the night, his wife said to me, Sean's outside if you want to carry on talking to him
1: about Event Horizon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All that and more.
1: At We're back. It's the Luke and Pete show. If you want to get in touch with the show, the Luke and Pete show, uh, it's very simple. Hello at Luke and dot That's the admin out of the way. Let's have some fucking email, shall we?
2: Yeah, and before, but before we very, very briefly, before we get into the emails proper, I let's should let's not have probably, some fucking
1: emails there. Eh? No, let's go well, backwards. It's, it's,
2: it's, it's no, it's, it's, it's missives of a kind. I'm just right. going to go through the latest uh, submissions for um, if any new players have entered the game on the battery brand front. Mm. So, Trent Haverkamp, which is a brilliant name on Twitter, has introduced us to the 777 battery, which I think is a new player. I think a new player has entered the game there. Beautiful. That's Have nice. you seen 777 a triple 777
1: seven before, Pete? A triple seven? No, I mean, is that kind of are they the kind of batteries that you'd put into a uh, a plane? I don't know.
2: Yeah, they've <laughs> obviously they're obviously taken off. I tell you what, actually happened once. Well, I was working at a company where they gave you one of these big um, speeches. But what, what do they call them? They call them town halls, I think. Right. Where everyone has to attend. You all stand up, and then the, the CEO gives you a big talk, and he thinks he's really funny, and it's really boring. Mm. Um, and he did this thing saying, "Oh, this company we're." I can't remember which one it was. I was working out now. Um, We're going to do this thing called the seven 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 strategy. Right. Gave all these reasons. Oh, seven seven seven. Post post terrorist atrocity seven seven. Well, uh, yeah, it was post that, but that's just seven seven, not triple seven. Crucially, okay. But but the reasons he gave um, for calling it seven 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 was because um, there's loads of different reasons, right? So one is. um, was the triple sevens and a fruit machine and the jackpot and a couple of other reasons. And then he said, oh, and also, um, there's a, a tremendously reliable aircraft called the, the Boeing 777, which has never once had a crash. No word of a lie. <laughs> this is the summer of 2018, I think. No word of a lie. A couple of days later, a 777 crashed in Dubai and the whole thing had to be mothballed because it was on all the marketing, internal <laughs> marketing literature and everything. And it had to be completely changed. So I mean that's what say, that me
1: of. You say what are the chances of that happening? You sort of go, there's probably some very specific numbers that we could quote if we could build it. Yeah. What <laughs> yeah. are the chances of that happening? Speaking of uh, planes and batteries, uh barring through um, Barack Obama's uh book that came out a couple of months ago, um and he talks about what on on the campaign trail <laughs> the primary. He uh he was he was on a on a plane. He managed to sort of um hire like a plane to get around because you know it's just fucking America's so bloody vast. Ooh. And uh the the pilot at one point um couldn't uh the battery on the plane wasn't working. So he took the battery out of the plane and charged it in the uh in the airport lounge. <laughs> it's like what the fuck what? Like, what? that would be un... I mean it was a
2: plane of some size apparently as well, which that is That's unspeakable.
1: Just... <laughs> it's unspeakable, isn't it? Oh good God. Yeah, what well,
2: and speak, speaking of that, one of our listeners emailed in um and he, he was emailing about something else. Um, I haven't got the email in front of me because I didn't select it for for, for reading today. But mm. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll come back to him uh, mm. next week. But I'll just I'll just include a bit of the email which which caught my eye. It was that he was talking about planes and he's an aircraft engineer, right? And he's making mm. this point about planes. It's quite interesting. About yeah,
1: agreeing portions. with me because you know, yeah, yeah, probably I'm agree sensible, with you but not yeah. with me.
2: Yeah, and then he just put at the end as like a little postscript. Oh, and do you know what's quite interesting actually that. Um, the, the the engines are put on the wings with these bolts that are designed to shear off if the if the pilot needs them to.
1: Yeah, and well, so, or, or if or if the, the the vibrations get too strong, I don't think that's an option. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. Well, think
2: either you can way, I'm press not, a I button. don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Either way, I do not. am well, not here for that. I don't want to hear you that information. I wish button. I didn't learn it. I don't. I, I'm trying to try and forget it, but I won't be able to. Horrendous.
1: Yeah. Noah rough. Yeah, no. Do, do you know it. about this? yeah so he, he they are designed in such well no no roth um, I'm just reading his email at the back end of oh. it, anyway they're designed in such a way that if the engine sustains massive damage and is vibrating in such a way to cause more damage to the aircraft they will shear in half dropping the engine from the wing that's
2: First g- of look, all, who's that falling on who is that foot fa- <laughs> who's that falling on
1: look, well look I'd be very annoyed if a engine um fell through my house because yeah. that's that's i've I've played the odds there and I've come out wanting to be quite frank (laughs)
2: yeah what are the chances of that happening? they're actually really slim i'm sorry about that
1: very Um, very low
2: so yeah before we get to the emails proper anton molman great name is sent in the gp extra heavy duty that is not a new player not a new player a new player has not entered the game there only the triple seven sent in by trent is a new player peter do you have an email you want to take it away with
1: i would daniel grice i do like that name um all right, gents, with regards to meat, I've got a packet of bacon bought from Iceland, the Kerry Katona one, not the dark frozen country in the Czech <laughs> Republic. I had no idea that uh, Icelands existed in, in, in Eastern Europe. Did you? Did you know that Icelands were in. No. I know you are like see like you see like a Martin Spencer weird. in Hong Kong or something, and there's a reason for that. But I don't know what I don't know what Iceland's doing out in the Czech Republic, quite frankly.
2: No, I'm very surprised to hear that. And I also, one thing it does put me in mind of is that I was surprised. This is a kind of inversion of the point, but I was mm. surprised at how many American stores there were in Iceland, the country. Were you surprised by that?
1: Uh, like, what kind of American stores are there? It's kind of I can't remember off the top of my head, but like. I'm
2: sure there's like best buy and some places like that. Oh were they? Oh okay. Which right. I, think, I, I think it'd be might all be like stuff. Well I think it might be cuz quite a lot of flights do go through Reykjavik maybe. So maybe that's got something to do with it. That's but, true, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, anyway, well. carry on. um yeah, so he's 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 sent us a picture of his uh, bacon that he's bought in in the Czech Republic. Um origin of pork uh EU. Cured in the EU. Sliced and packed in the UK for Ice and Foods Limited uh, UK. Um, So essentially, all the UK do is slice the meat that's grown in Europe. Unfortunately, that means that it... Sorry? Sorry? Grow. Grow. Well, yeah. I guess. You grow I guess meat. It, yeah, you grow meat, can't you? Yeah? Uh, unfortunately, that means uh, this meat can't be exported back to Europe now, meaning this is one of the last packets here. M&S have now closed here indefinitely, and Iceland have a small percentage of their stock, so uh, not as attractive to a fat man. Uh, not the most revealing email, I admit. Keep safe, gents. Presumably, yeah. Fat Man Daniel. Thank you, Daniel.
2: That is wonderful. We got the fish, though. Remember that. And the Very blue passport. T- the happy so fish.
1: Win. Have we, we even win. got the blue? The blue passport's are not worth much, are they? Can't go anywhere. I, think, I think
2: every single fish should now <clears throat> Excuse me. be given a tiny little blue passport they slide in their gill.
1: Yeah, little little, little can... ball of hat.
2: Little, little <laughs> brolly. A monocle. Yeah, lovely. Lovely old job. All right, what about this email then from Gavin, who has had a... Encounter with a minor celebrity. This is following up to the... This is a follow-up, I guess, a natural progression from the Michael Jackson slash Anthea Turner story from last week. If you haven't heard that yet, you are missing out big time. Go back and listen (laughs) to it. Uh, Gavin says, Gents, I heard the story on the show about the writer meeting Michael Jackson slash Anthea Turner. Although my story isn't quite as thrilling... It was very, very awkward. At the time, I was about 16 or 17 working at a three-star hotel in the Rhonda in South Wales. I won't mention what the hotel was, but there aren't that many three-star places in that area, so you can work it out yourself probably. Cast your minds back to the early 2000s where makeover shows were rife. That's very true, actually. In the early 2000s, Mm. there were makeover shows everywhere. Changing rooms, the top dog of makeover shows, were staying at my hotel where they made up a house in a working-class area that looked like a brothel brackets i imagine <laughs> um i was a waiter serving the crew and their star host linda barker do you remember linda barker still do, find yeah. her she's still so doing good. stuff yeah. um so i jokingly said after uh, asking what she was planning to do to the house that they were refurbishing quote maybe you should come to do my bedroom as in redecorate my bedroom <laughs> cut to a second later the whole table goes quiet and linda looks very awkward she said i'm happily married sorry I, confused, said, oh, sorry, Uh, and then it dawned on me what she thought I meant. (laughs) I avoided that table like the plague for the rest of the evening, as you can imagine. And as a side story, she also requested no autographs as she didn't want to be hassled. Then later that night, I saw her with a pile of pre-signed headshots that she brought with her. (laughs) Cheers, guys, Gavin.
1: Yeah, I mean... Can we use uh... any of that? <laughs> of course we can. I Great, mean, okay, look, he's he's a child. He doesn't know the inference and he's he doesn't have a house. He, he has a, a bedroom.
2: That's yeah. his life. That's his world. We're, you should come and do my bed. I mean, I hate to be on the side of. Um, I hate to be on the side of. Linda I'm on the side Barker of Linda here. Barker here. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. I mean, I mean Terrible. what does Gavin think was going to happen here? <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean. I mean, Linda Barker's still got a column in the Daily Express magazine. This is top quality right. stuff. Yeah. She, she's not going to, you know, she finished in third place in the ITV celebrity diving vehicle, Splash, using Tom few... Daly as her mentor. This is high quality <laughs> stuff. Oh, do wonderful. not say that to Linda Barker.
1: I know, terrible, eh? I, no, yeah, I should I, say, I by the do, way, still looks absolutely great. In a Can in I a say cozies? That? Probably can. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what. She looks I don't great. Really, I don't really remember what she looked like before. Was she? Am I? Am I? Um, getting a mix up
2: with Sue Barker from? Uh, uh, uh Special I, Spot? I mean, I know you well, so almost certainly yes. <laughs> Who's Sue? You're probably Ryder? getting a mix up, though, and you were fucking Ronnie Barker.
1: <laughs> uh, there's just too many Barkers and Sues around for for my liking, yeah. quite frankly. Yeah, the, but look, <laughs> I, I understand. You didn't mean anything by it, but you're still going on the Sex Offenders Register. <laughs> Sorry about that, mate. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that, mate. It, also,
2: cause it does seem like a euphemism, doesn't it? Would you like to uh, de- redecorate my bedroom? What?
1: Yeah, exactly. Bedroom ceiling yeah. or something just something <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. Awful, Not man. good. Uh, uh, if you,
2: if you, do you want to squeeze another email in or do you want to go? Let's squeeze, squeeze another
1: one in. My time is money, Luke. i got to shift off. It's uh, like just a shit from... house
2: party. Just squeeze uh, another one in or
1: should we go? Toby Bishop, Uri Geller. Uh, hey, guys. Toby here, the one who had to pay fifty for a scotch egg. Quick story for you. I had a flashback from when I was uh, when I was about 10 or 11. I was watching Yuri Geller on the telly. He told viewers to place a metal spoon on top of the TV and was and to step away. I grabbed one from the kitchen and stepped back. This was the early 2000s, uh, so it was a box TV. He then proceeded to perform his supposed uh, psychokinesis. Even at 10, I was sceptical, but as my memory has it, the spoon made a loud electrical twang and jumped off the TV, landing on the floor. I was absolutely stunned. I told my sister, but she didn't believe me. I know this can't have happened, but the event and the noise of the spoon is so clear in my head. Did I just sure. want it to happen? Why is it so clear in my mind? Am I somehow magical? Cheers, Toby. Now, Toby, I'm almost certain that when you used to put your hand at the back of your hand... On a cathode ray tube television, it would be air. Eh, it would be warm. It would make your um, the hair on the back of your hands dance a little bit because of the static electricity. Yeah, so good I point. imagine it probably had something to do with that, mate. Probably had something to do with that.
2: Detective Dawson investigates.
1: Yeah, I did. Had you degaussed your television recently? Because if you don't, good question. I I never understand what I did. You used to have, like, gaussing pens back in the day. Not a clue.
2: I've never even heard that word before.
1: It was a a button on your monitor. I've no idea why you had to do it, but it's it's like defragging your hard drive. It seemed to be important back in the day. Now it's not so much.
2: Why don't people (laughs) defrag hard drives anymore? I think they should do, really. But a lot of
1: our memory is solid state nowadays, so I guess it's less important, I
2: suppose. Yeah, because I remember that being a real thing that dads would do.
1: Oh, it was like it, it, a lot of computer maintenance. It was like sort of looking after like an oldie-timey 1920s car. You had to keep everything topped up with water and oil and stuff. I mean, you have to got with yeah. every car, really, but you know what I mean.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, it, I mean, the, the people who would defrag regularly would also be good with things like cars and everything, right?
1: Yeah, well, except my dad. My dad can't drive for for Toff, but uh, yeah, he he would constantly start. Don't touch a computer. It's defragmenting. It's defragmenting. How this is old, um, this old twenty gig gig hard drive? How is old Stewie? You doing all right? He's all right. Yeah, he's he's fine. He was. Uh,
2: Any crossed words recently? Uh,
1: no, he is. Uh, he he sent me the. He always sends me this document about the EU. When I point out <laughs> that. <when, laughs> When, when i point out that he um he like the, the, i think that what was the i think you might have forwarded they've spent more on covid than they ever did on the eu do you know the amount year.
2: of money the uk government spent on covid response is already higher than the lifetime subsidies to the eu yeah
1: yeah, yeah. And, and, and every time I mention the EU, uh, he just sends me a, uh, a, a file from uh, a couple of years ago, completing Europe's Economic and Monetary Union, the five presidents report uh, PDF. And I've never read it. I don't know what his point is. He's not explained what the <coughs> point is he's trying to make, to be quite frank, but
2: yeah. What's the resolution like that? i I speak on behalf of all the listeners where I want to know what if it's high res or what.
1: Oh, it's, it's, it's a decent quality PDF he sent. I've actually sent that on something WhatsApp. something.
2: Surely you respect How that. Is he
1: sent that on WhatsApp? He doesn't use WhatsApp web. What's going on? This goes deeper than ever.
2: This is a deep oh, state. What's, What's going on? What's yeah. going on? Right. I'm sure he should, should be on Parler now. Yeah, he probably is. Is he on yeah. Telegram? Big on Telegram? I'm on Telegram, yeah, yeah. Uh, While we work all that stuff out, um, let's get out of here. Um, That has been the Luke and Pete Show for Thursday and indeed for another week. Thank you very much Mm. if you've got in touch with us this week. Thank you very much for listening. we would be hugely grateful if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcast. That helps us a great deal. Get in touch by emailing hello at lukeandpetshow.com. We are at Luke and Pete Show on Twitter and, excitingly, on Instagram. Lots going on over there, so check that out too. Have a great weekend. Um, you'll get through Friday, no problem. Me and Pete both believe in you. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you again on Monday. Say goodbye, Peter. Two presidents out, baby. That's goodbye from me as well.
0: This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.
2: Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns